from the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Very interesting discussion today. We're going to be talking with the CEO of Alpine X, John Emery. John, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Well, thank you, George. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk to you. Now, August, I think, is the perfect time to address our subject today <laughs> and I mean, the changing weather and everything. I want to get into all of that. But Alpine X, you really create year-round indoor sporting opportunities, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're developing um, full-blown year-round ski resorts in the U.S., so not just indoor skiing and and boarding but a full resort experience um in addition to that because i'm looking at this and you have water parks and rope courses and jogging trails i mean you're really coming up with something that it would be of interest to just about anybody you know and that's kind of the whole point of what we're of what we're doing is we want to be a great um business in every community that we build in and to do that, we feel like we should build attractions and entertainment that anybody can do. So not just people looking to develop better skills at skiing and boarding, but people that want to enjoy a resort experience with their friends, with their family. For instance, a, lot, a group can come together. Every individual in that group can have a fantastic experience, but they might not not all do the same thing. So it's a chance for people to come together, have a great collective experience, but they can each kind of tweak their experience um, throughout the resort. Now, I just in my mind, this has to be huge. Where do you find the space? How big are these uh, resorts that you're building? So our, our goal was not just to develop uh, resorts that that are really designed to fit everybody in the community, but to do it really close. So being in the population center instead of two, three, four hours away like traditional resorts, that really allows us to attract a broader audience, broader broader range of guests because it's a lot easier to get to and to get from, particularly in major markets like our first one in the Washington, D.C. area. It's tough to get out of town, especially on the weekend, just from a traffic standpoint. The, um, so by building close in, the way we're doing that, um, well, the first one at least, we're repurposing a closed landfill. So we're able to get a substantial site that really didn't have much capacity for a lot of other uses, uh, traditional real estate uses. So by taking over a closed landfill, we're able to be right where people live and make it very easy to get to. Now, how do you design your hill? Uh, you've got to be interesting for skiers and snowboarders. Do you only use magic carpets? Do you use chairs? I, I'm looking again at your information and it says you're building freestyle parks as well. The, uh, the resort... The ski dome, we call it, is, is pretty significant from a size standpoint, about 400,000 square feet. That's enough room for multiple runs from the top of the facility. The Basically, your green, blue, black, not equivalent to an outdoor black necessarily, but, but varying levels, were really designed to be everything from recreational 
really focusing on learning um, up through competitive. We'll have year-round, certainly off-season at least, training for high-level um, competitive athletes. Lots and lots of focus on local groups. So getting um, kids in particular who haven't had a chance to develop competitive ski skills in the markets in which they live, they'll be able to do that at our facilities. It's, it's substantial enough to really uh, bring people's skill level way up and hopefully transition them to the outdoor sports. So we're not we're, we're designed to complement and encourage people to go out and enjoy a significant outdoor experiences as well. We're not made to replace it or compete with it. We'll actually feed people into traditional outdoor uh, ski resorts. How do you get the equipment in to groom your runs, to design the park, to build it? I mean, that to me just seems incredible. We will actually use uh, pretty traditional equipment with the exception that it'll be electric. So the, the our groomers, our snowmobiles, um, will run off electric since we'll be indoors. The, uh, I think everything's going that way, you know, hopefully in the near future anyway. But the, uh, they're grouped just like traditional places. Uh, the train park built just like a, a traditional train park. The train park, in fact, will be very competitive with traditional outdoor terrain parks because you really don't need as much hill um, as much length to build a really fun terrain park. So our, our indoor terrain parks will be fantastic. Again, it's all on real snow, nothing synthetic um, in the building. Um, real snow made every night. The uh, traditional uh, same equipment that's used outdoors, uh, we keep it at constant temperature, so it helps our conditions stay really, really good and consistent. Um, throughout the day and throughout the year, the uh, by keeping the temperature inside the dome, you know, ballpark 28 degrees. Now, you have a huge idea here, and how did you get this put together and make it become a reality? So the challenge in bringing uh, real indoor skiing to the U.S. is simply economics. The as as I'm sure you know most of of us in the industry know has existed in Europe for quite a while uh, back into the 90s the uh, the Middle East has taken the indoor skiing Asia has taken the indoor skiing it's, in the US it was generally considered if you're relying on the existing ski and snowboard population so your existing winter you know winter sports enthusiasts it wasn't as big a market as you would need to support a facility like this. And so what we did with my background is family entertainment resorts. So I've developed um, commercial hotels and, and family resorts uh, for most of my career. We kind of married the two concepts together and really by designing something that encourages everybody in the community, not just dedicated skiers and boarders to enjoy the facility. We'll have 100,000 feet of entertainment area outside of the ski tunnel. We'll have outdoor entertainment. We'll have mountain coasters, things that take no skill at all. People come out and they just have fun. The, um, and I, by broadening that out, by putting them closer to where people live, but the third thing that's a really big deal is they're going to be more affordable than traditional skiing. 
And we can do that because we're open every day. And that's kind of the magic key. Skiing, unfortunately, has been, you know, traditionally um, tougher for anybody who'd be interested to try it, either from a time or an economic standpoint. When we open up and we are in the community and we're there every day, we have plenty of time. We're not dealing with seasonality where we can charge less for a ticket. We can charge far less for rental equipment and let people gain these experiences without a huge economic investment and without a huge time investment. Now you talk about growing the sport from the inside out. What is that exactly does that mean? It's really the democratization of skiing, if you will. The uh, is is opening it up, opening the sport up to everybody that's interested, regardless of geography, regardless of you know family history and skiing and boarding, where a lot of people get started. Really having the open mindset of of being completely inclusive in a given community. Um, and it's just exciting to do. I mean, it's fun to be able to create something where your target market is literally the entire community, not a segment of the community, not a certain price point. Our marketing meetings are fun. I mean, unlike some of my prior you know, businesses where you're trying to focus on certain economics, because we can make it so affordable, because we'll have programs for thousands of school kids who that may not have the family economics to go experience this on their own. We can really open it up to everybody that would like to try it and build up our sport through that kind of mentality. That seems like your only limiting factor here is space. What are your goals for the future? In, in terms of number of units? Yes. Yeah, so the, I mean, the challenge in developing any in any business like ours with a high cost of real estate is going to be location. The I think location is the key, one of the many keys, but a big key in allowing the entire community to access it. The the in traditional resorts, when you're a couple hours away, the um, it's tougher for people to come out and try. The, so our plans are. We have uh, one underway in the Washington, D.C. area. We're already working on uh, several more other major markets, but we can see this building out to be basically in most of your major markets in the U.S., and then they become feeder markets for your traditional um, ski resorts across the country. Now, John, I'm envisioning 24-hour-a-day skiing and uh you know, an awful lot of instructors out here who could uh, start teaching year-round. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I've been connecting. With, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that work, you know, in major metro areas who um, I think would love to be able to be part of what we do, you know, part-time basis, full-time basis, and make it year-round. And so... I have a deep background in resorts, in both seasonal resorts and year-round resorts. And it's just, there's such positive places to work, um, particularly for Alpine, where we're really going to be helping all these people develop skills and have experiences that they never had a chance to do before. So I'm really excited about the work environment. 
uh, it's a great chance for people that enjoy working in any kind of resort environment, but in particular ski resort environment that, that are look that would like to do something year round to be able to do it. Um, the the it's good for the community because the jobs they pay well. It's a fun place to be, but it's steady employment year round. It's not you're not looking for something to do every off season. So um, operationally, these will be really fun to be a part of. John, in conclusion, anything else you'd like to add to our membership? Just, I mean, we appreciate the, the interest and excitement that, that we're seeing um, in the, the ski and snowboard community. And like I said, our focus really is on uh, growing the sport, broadening it out into entire communities and giving everybody a chance um, to have the same experiences that we all already um, like to do. And last question for you. Is there a website or any place we can go to just find out more information about Alpine X? Absolutely. Um, Alpine-X.com is our website. And it has all kinds of information. It has contact information. Uh, people can find me on LinkedIn at John Emery uh, at Alpine X. And, and um, we're happy to connect and get feedback. We are, are launching this taking all the feedback that we can get from people interested in the sport, interested in resort development. So we really welcome thoughts, ideas um, from anybody interested. Well, John Emery, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.